We're on air. We are streaming to Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, taking over the world. Good morning, everyone. Bob Desmond here at the Contrarian Trader. It is June the 17th, 5.04 in the a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's get to it, folks. If you're listening to this on our podcast, we are also live 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. You can watch the charts with us. So let's begin with um, economic data. Well, it's not technically economic data, but Fed Chair Powell was out yesterday. Uh, he knocked out one of two days of testimony. Pardon me as I sip coffee. And no, uh, no big deal. No earth-shattering headlines. He's going to be on Capitol Hill today again. And he's gotten better with uh, not slipping up. So I don't expect much in terms of uh, outcome from him. Retail sales yesterday came in with a real, real gangbuster number. And the market had expected an increase of 8 spot 5%. The actual was 17.7%. When you back out autos, the expectation was 6.5% with an actual of 12.4%, industrial production missed. No bueno. Home building index, there's no metric for what they were expecting, but we certainly beat the prior month's number. Uh, tomorrow, initial jobless claims, big, big number, big, big number. And what else do we have here? That's pretty much it. Let's go to the pre-market activity. All right, I'm glad you like that. Thank you. And we will go to the, let's go with uh, the S&P 500 first. Good morning, Cat, Andy, NY Jets. I did hit the uh, track yesterday for the first time in three months. Man, I paid for it yesterday. I even came home after running, if you want to call it running, and uh, did some laps in the pool, jumped some rope. Felt really good. Then I ate a pint of ice cream last night. Ben and Jerry's. Chocolate fudge brownie. It was on sale. Really good. I have Cherry Garcia tonight, but I do need to hit the uh, track again today. Where are my E-minis? All right. So... The E-minis are up. Spot six eight percent. The last tick was thirty one thirty nine. Spot five zero. I'll tell you overnight. Looking at this chart, four hour chart, we've been consolidating nicely here. Yesterday was an okay day. We backed off the highs of the day, which I didn't like much. We discussed that last night with members about the concerns about the candlestick formations across the spectrum, which were filled candlesticks, a sign of indecision. We will be watching for a fade. So while uh, it's optimistic to see that we're up so nicely this morning. We did see a fade yesterday. Many times they're back-to-back. So let's um, let's not get overly optimistic. I would like to see the slow stochastics on a daily basis trading above the 50 mark, and that would give me some confidence that we do have momentum back at our back. So. A good morning thus far. I'm going to draw myself a trend line here because it will be significant if we take out the session highs. And there you go. 
So we're looking for a follow-through rally this morning. We're watching RSI here, potential lower high. Draw a trend line. All right, moving on to the Russell 2000. The Russell had a very strong day yesterday, but again, we closed off the highs of the session. We are at current 1466, up one spot, 0.2%. And while we faded yesterday, we had opened up above resistance, and we pulled back, and we closed back down below support. We have now broken out yet again. So while it may seem very, very tempting to short this market just shy of new highs, the strategy we adopted is that we're not going to do it. We're not going to try to outsmart the market. Now, when you have Fed Chair Powell making comments on Capitol Hill yesterday, like the China, the excuse me, the uh, Fed will not act as a bull in the China shop, and that's me paraphrasing. Uh, so that the implication is is that they could do a lot more. And that spooks the markets. It spooks shorts. Therefore, I don't want to fight it. We've already had the NASDAQ 100. Let's go to see what they're doing right now. The NASDAQ 100, while they haven't been able to hold new all-time highs, they have made new all-time highs as recently as last Wednesday when we peaked out at 10,155 spot five. We're currently trading at 10,018 spot 75. We have a breakout on the morning session. Here's our trend line. Right smack dab at 99.72 spot 98. That becomes significant resistance or support, I should say. Again, now, unlike the uh, S&P 500, where I had to draw that lower band of resistance on RSI, we do not have the same on the NASDAQ 100 because it has already followed through. And that's a good thing. (laughs) I'm playing around with these. Sound effects, I love them. All right. NY Jets is bringing up uh, silver. Before we go to silver, let's bring up the dollar. See what it is doing today. All right, so the dollar's breaking out. Interesting. Didn't see this one coming. Dollar's breaking out. It tried, actually, yeah, it did try yesterday, but it was rejected. We had broken out the prior four-hour bar. This is the brand-new four-hour bar here, but it's only 13 minutes old. But it looks pretty solid very very interesting dollar breaking out RSI is validating the breakout let's take a look at gold and then we'll segue over and into Silver. And that um, breakout point on the dollar, that 97 mark, 97 spot, one zero, very critical support for the Dixie. Here's gold. Gold is reacting to the negative. We're down spot 66% or $11.30 the ounce. 
Very negative price action here this morning for gold. RSI, lower highs. And I wonder, I'm not going to wonder too hard about this, but I wonder is it because the Federal Reserve's bond buying binge was the lightest last week that it's been since the crisis occurred. And are they concerned that the Federal Reserve may be paying more lip service to their actions rather than following through on their threats or promises, however we want to divine them. So I think that ultimately the damage the Federal Reserve has done is immovable and they've boxed themselves into a corner. So while we're pulling back on what I thought was quite possibly a potential breakout yesterday, didn't occur. In fact, we didn't even take out the highs of last week yet on gold. And we are now pulling back. So we may remain in this trading range where we entered on or about, let's say, the 13th of May. So the longer the consolidation of gold, the greater the validation of any breakout. So we remain bullish longer term here for gold. Let it pull back. We'll, we'll buy more gold miners. And we're looking to enter silver, which had a good day yesterday. Not a great day as it didn't break out, but a good day. And silver is up. We still have the threat of this head and shoulders setup, which has yet to be negated. And I'm drawing an upper band of resistance. to illustrate what may be forming here, and that could be on a four-hour chart, a wedge formation, but it's still fairly loose, still fairly wide. And we are currently at 17 spots, 655 the ounce on uh, silver. But I will caution just like we're seeing lower highs on uh, gold, RSI. We're seeing the same here. But many times this will happen because you're simply in a, in a uh, consolidation range. So I wouldn't read all too much into the negative price action on RSI. Now, if we were breaking out to new highs and RSI was failing to validate by making new highs, that would be a problem. Right now, I'd be looking for a breakout on RSI prior to a breakout on silver's price as a potential indicator that we have an indicator or oscillator leading price performance. So silver will continue to watch not loving the price action today. Checking out bonds. Bonds are back up. So yields are pulling back. Yet gold and silver, not so much silver. Gold is negative in price. And the dollar is breaking out. We have broken out here. We broke out when? Last night. We're looking at a chart of the 10-year. We pulled back to the retest of the breakout point, and we had now have an inside bar. So it looks like they're going to try to take bonds up higher, yields lower. Thank you, Fed Chair. Let's check out uh, agriculture prices. A couple of weeks ago, they were ripping. And then they took a nap. This goes back to uh, April. You have a W formation. 
we had broken out here the 28th of May, and we're stair-stepping higher here on ag prices. So not much happening. This is corn. So yesterday going into the day, we saw that yields were actually moving up higher. I said, let's watch the banks. They're probably going to rally. And they did rally. I want to see how they're performing now. But they did flash a filled candlestick. And we didn't chase it because I didn't like the price action, despite the fact that they were up. Now, taking a look at Goldman Sachs this morning, it appears to be shrugging off the pullback in yields. And we are up slightly on the session to close out the day yesterday at 209 spot 59. Last tick pre-market 210 spot 52. Good morning, Will. Dixie sniffing out risk off. Dixie one hour looks close to breakout of falling wedge. Let's check out the VIX. I have a couple of buddies that are long of volatility. Now, I thought I thought the uh, VIX was going to close positive yesterday. It did not. You know. The VIX still remains. As long as we remain above 25 on the VIX, it remains a threat. But I will say this, that we did break down on Monday. And yesterday, we attempted to recapture that... Um, Support level at let's let's throw a number at it. Thirty four eighty eight on the VIX, and it was rejected soundly at that level. Now, let's take our crayon out and war game this. If we see, I want to connect the lows using my crayon here of the. I believe it's the 10th to the lows of the 16th. So that puts us at 32.82. If we break down below that mark today, tomorrow, that would be a major problem for bears. Right now, we're in a wedge formation. You probably have your, well, you have your lines drawn a little bit different than I do, but a wedge formation, nonetheless, I have a wedge formation. Uh, horizontally, you have one, um, and I see, I see where you're coming from. Uh, that's that's a declining wedge formation. That's all well and good. I'll point out that um, we, we're still looking for pretty much the same type of break, either to the upside or the downside. So, you say tomato, I say tomato. The RSI is breaking out, moving up higher on VIX, and we're up this morning. If you think about it, here's a concern. We have the S&P 500, which is up, along with the VIX, and I don't like that. The last time we saw that was just before the big sell-off was last week, and the prior to that was just before the big sell-off February, March. So we're up spot 5-8% this morning. Where are my S&Ps? While the S&Ps are up spot 4-2%. So this rally on the S&P 500, a bit suspect this morning. I would not go chasing. I've been saying that all week. I've, been, I've stayed long, but I haven't added anything. I've been worried about afternoon fades, and we've been getting afternoon fades. Naren Patel, good morning. 
if the second wave of the coronavirus becomes more widespread and breaks out in more countries than expect a market plunge, then the Fed will have to come out with a new strategy to push markets up. All right. So I don't believe the second wave theory. I I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist here. I think you have a lot of people that missed a run up and they are trying to jawbone these markets down lower. If I'm wrong, I think that in the end, a lot of it's going to point back to those that are out there in the streets, arm in arm, lawlessness, and allowing the spike in the virus. I don't believe it. I don't believe it whatsoever. And even if you do believe it, they are not going to reclose this economy. And they will they will villainize, the media will villainize the honest taxpaying citizen, blaming them, when in reality, it's them that didn't do their job by fear-mongering and allowing these protesters, not protesters, not even protesters, uh, these violent anarchists to go rampant in our street doing the damage that they did. Now, that's not me bringing politics in. I was, I was posed a question here about coronavirus. I don't believe the narrative. I think that the media would love nothing more, nothing more than to have that virus come back and postpone the election or have mail-in ballots. I'm not buying into it in the least, and I don't think the American people are going to put up with this shutdown much longer. Russell 2000 backing off here. And if the Fed, I don't believe the Federal Reserve has the, the, the firepower, and it was proven during the first sell-off that they do not have the firepower to manage the market if you get a big sell-off due to the virus. It took Congress, an act of Congress, to come out with spending. So if anything, expect more spending out of Congress and not uh, more, let's call it Lone Ranger type action by the Federal Reserve. It's been proven already that the the Federal Reserve can take actions, the market ignored them. They took three or four actions, the market ignored them, and they continue to sell off. It took an act of Congress. You need spending. Uh, Martin, is it just me, or is this rally looking really unhealthy? Yeah. I, y- y- yeah. Um, as as we near all-time highs on the, the S&P 500, you're, you're seeing a tremendous amount of trepidation. You're seeing... The media, I believe, fearmonger, uh, more threats of coronavirus. I, I think there are many that would love to see a major pullback in this market. I'll, I'll admit, I, I thought early on and through most of the rally that we would ultimately get a pullback and a retest of the lows. It was, it didn't happen because it's a rigged market. And who's rigging it? You have Treasury and the Federal Reserve rigging it. They're getting away with it because you have foreign money flowing into our bond market, into our stock market, because we have positive yields here. You have even the dollar up today. So, you know, you see that kind of price action. You have to wonder that if we do poke our head out and above, new all-time highs on the S&P 500, will we not get more FOMO, fear of missing out? I think that's what's going to happen. So that's me going off of my tirade. Uh, I I think a lot of this is, frankly, manipulated. Let's take a look at... um, Ah, heck, let's do some chart requests. I think we're good to go. Oh, you know what? I didn't go over this morning. Natural gas. Excuse me. Natural gas. Talk about rigged. Incredible. Where's my nat gas? Okay, here it is. All right, so we're up again. We we're up yesterday morning, and within we're we're up about a half percentage point, and within five minutes of me talking about it, we were down over a percentage point. So a point and a half percent drop 
within five minutes. Now, one thing that's significant here on the price of not gas is that yesterday, I believe it was yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday morning, on an intra-period trading basis, meaning your daily charts are not going to show this price action back here on the 13th of May. Think of Swim does. For those listening on um, iTunes and Google Play, the podcast, you, you can't see the chart, so you don't have the benefit. Where we flashed a bullish key reversal bar off of what was the low? The low was one spot five nine five on spot not gas. Yesterday we bounced off of one spot five nine seven. So pretty close, close enough for government work for a double bottom. But unfortunately, a lot of the daily charts will not show the after-hours price action. So we should see a pop this morning on the UGAZ, which is an absolute disaster of an ETF. I can't wait to get out of it. So... We have resistance up at one spot six five on natural gas. Again, that's the spot price. So we'll see whether or not the support level holds. If it fails, I need to stop out of our nat gas trade. It's just not working well. It's the only one of my trades. It's not. It's just not working, and we've reached the end of the road here. We've hit support. We've shown patience. Now it's time to um, follow through on our exit strategy. All right, let's uh, take a look at oil. We'll go with the light sweet price. We're down 26 cents to the barrel, spot 65%. We're in a, a very tight wedge formation, and you could argue on a four-hour chart that we're looking at, you could argue that we have an inverted head and shoulder setup forming here. Here's your left shoulder, double bottom head, pivot point at 36 spot 99, at which we are above, and we're forming a right shoulder here. Neckline is at, let's use the high of yesterday. With a bit below, above, uh, so the high was thirty-eight spot seven five. Let's use um, thirty-eight spot seven six. A close above that mark, and it looks like it's game on for oil. And now that I'm seeing oil potentially breaking out here, that leads me to want to take a look at copper. Copper hasn't performed badly of late. I know that silence is killing to people listening on the podcast. I need to work that out. I need to have my symbols available to me so I'm not scrolling here, which is what you see me fumbling doing. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, I can't find my copper price. I don't want to leave people hanging here. Darn it. What we can do is take, here it is. Forward slash HG. All right. So copper up on the session. Copper is a sign of growth. And frankly, in this environment, it hasn't traded all that bad, to be honest with you. So we've fallen into a trading range.
And we're just drawing our trend lines here to memorialize where we're at. Again, tight trading range. Not much to do here until we break out. Let's take a quick look at the weekly chart. Yeah, man, this has had a real nice run. You have a lot of resistance above here. Actually, we've broken out above that resistance level. When you connect the dots, when you connect the lower highs, going back to um, starting at the week of uh, February the 17th, making the next data point for your trend line the week of March the 2nd, uh, we have broken out. We broke out last week above that resistance level. Now, we haven't broken out above the highs of the week of the 17th. We tried to last week, but we were rejected, but we're holding support. This is not a bad chart. This is a pretty good chart. So copper, looking promising. All right, let's take some chart requests. NY Jets, Russia, 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 COVID, COVID, COVID. Yeah, I think there's a ton of uh, effort out there to keep people locked down, to, to have a lot of fear. And you know what? I, I think it's horrible. And uh, I don't I don't appreciate it. I'm seeing some folks that have entered our live stream. This is the first time I'm doing this on iTunes. Very interesting. Lakers 2001. Terawatt, nice name. Emanuela, really nice name. Welcome, folks. Folks on the on the podcast, I see that you're out there. If you have a symbol for me to review, we be more than happy to take a look at it. What we normally do on the show is, and if you want to go back to YouTube and we'll catch the replay, you can um, enter your symbols in the chat box and we'll take a look at them for you. And we'll go until about 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And let's get to it. I know Cat wanted... Cat wanted BA, so we'll go to that first. And this segment of the show is brought to you by our friends over at, I have to do this fancy now. Let's do this. Over at Trend Spider. And there's a link below. If you watch this on YouTube, there's a link below. And you can get a 35% uh, discount on, uh, on Trend Spider. That's the lowest price on the internet. And it's free to silver and gold level membership members. And just make sure it says 30 in that discount code. If it does not, it's the old code. And just leave me a note, and I'll make sure you get the right discount code. All right, let's go with um, BA. Because I reused the, uh, the the video description data for each podcast. So I just want to make sure it's not that old discount code. All right, so BA monthly chart, we are above resistance do we close out with a two handle yesterday no 197 spot 77 weekly chart an inside week thus far i like the stokes stokes are hooking up higher and we are above a weekly resistance level. The question is, it being only Wednesday with uh, 
three full trading days left to go. Do we close there? We have resistance right at, it's got to hold. Let's call it 195 per share. I'm tempted to go in again. Because we sold Boeing at 204. You see, this is what I don't like about yesterday's price action. You could bring up most charts yesterday. And you had a filled candlestick, meaning we closed, excuse me, we opened up strong on the day. But we couldn't hold those gains. We backed off the highs of the day. To me, that's an implication that we have indecision. Stokes on a daily basis are hooking back up. So I, me personally, I can't buy here. Not now anyway. I would want to, I'm setting up an alert on, uh, on uh, the daily chart, BA daily support hit. I want to know if we hit support and if we do, then I may step in with a stop right below. All right. We'll keep this active for the remainder of the week. And that support levels at around, it's, it's, it's a good ways away. At around 180 per share. It's rising, so I'm rounding it up. About 180 per share. That's a big drop. But, you know, we may see a defense. You know, I'm thinking about Friday. If we hold 191 spot A2, is that a place to buy? Maybe. But remember, I, I need to bring up those weekly uh, resistance levels again. Let's overlay weekly resistance. Will it show here? We're above weekly resistance manually drawn, but the automated trend line is showing resistance up at 217.85. But I'm going to go back to the weekly chart for a moment. Remember, we have drawn here. It's like an ascending wedge formation and we're above that upper band of resistance so i'm willing right now just to see how this week plays out let powell get done with his testimony in congress let's see whether or not there's a buy the news on no news basically or do they sell the market off because there was no news i'm willing to wait here i prefer not to have to pay up but I can't buy right now, not in no man's land. I'll create an alert at 191 spot A2. We'll see whether or not. That holds. I can't buy. I can't buy it right now. And there's nothing better than buying a stock back cheaper than where you sold it. But the one thing that we can't do is not pay attention to the risk of re-entering the trade. Uh, is the risk reward in our favor? Probably longer term, yeah, it's, it's in our favor. Short term, I don't know. It was said earlier that it looks as though this is a an unhealthy market, and that 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 case can be made here. So we want to be um, very deliberate in our action. Virgin Galactic. Now, for disclosure purposes, we do have a position in Virgin Galactic. We're up on that position. And we're looking to add more. We bought the pullback to the lower band of daily support.
right here and it held now very similar price action as to what we've seen on boeing and for the most part the major averages we we, we sold off the highs of the session and it can't be ignored you know so would i be a buyer right here right now no i'd want to see a pullback to the lower band of support and or a breakout above this resistance level at around 1590 the share stokes are beginning to hook up so momentum is beginning to come back into some of these stocks boeing virgin but we're still trading down below the 50 mark on stokes once we get back above 50 you'll probably see if and when we get back above 50 we will uh we will look to get a little bit more aggressive to the long side right now I think it's best to, you know, let's let's watch and wait. Do we get a sell-off? Hey, Caps, my first comment on iTunes. Thanks for dropping by, Caps. We are taking chart requests. If you want to drop a chart symbol into the comment box, are you on iTunes or Google Play out of curiosity? We're going to – we're going to – clap for our this is my new toy we're going to clap for our first comment on the podcast <laughs> i could do that all day long all right uh what else do we have cat did you have anything oh you already had ba uh, boeing let's see what else we have if you have anything else cat i'll take it for you let's see see what we have in the members area i didn't even check that yet that would be helpful i'll have members curse me out later you ignored me all right oh 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 oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. all right so i need to bring this up on uh on uh for whatever reason i think it's because dave portnoy is talking about this quite a bit and you're seeing uh ship sea energy marry holdings you got to be careful with these stocks you know i get a kick out of dave portnoy but remember that dave portnoy is worth over 118 million dollars uh I, I i love the content i love barstool love all the the the, the branding the guy's a genius uh, so on the, on his downtime right now, what he's doing is day trading. He's taking on the market and that's, that's fine. He's making fun of Ron and Sana and all the, uh, other pinstripes as he calls them out there. And I love it. That being said, some of his trades are extremely, extremely speculative. And this is one of them. And, um, they have yet to file their paperwork either with the SEC or the because I got an alert yesterday. I was looking at the the price action and they haven't filed their paper either with the SEC or with the NASDAQ with somebody. I got the I got an alert. So be careful here. You don't know whether one day you're gonna walk in, you buy these shares, and then they're just not gonna open for trade. Now it's a good-looking chart. I won't argue that. But it's extremely speculative. There's so much more out there to trade. I'm not sure why anybody's going to want to buy these shares when there's so much more out there to do in terms of momentum. I lost my podcast. Hold on a second here. There we go. Hope all is well with you, Caps. Uh, what we're talking about here, Caps, is are, are the markets. We, what we do is we go live. Caps just asked the question, what are you chatting about, bro? 
Uh, what we're talking about is or are the pre-market futures. How is the stock market poised to open on the day? And we talk about news events. We talk about uh, later in the program, we talk about uh, requests that our members submit for us to review as well as uh, viewers of Swing Trading Today. And we talk about symbols that uh, they want us to go over as we proceed into the new trading day. So we try to add value. So that's why if you're into the stock market and you're interested in um, a symbol that you'd like us to go over the chart on, we'll take a look at it and render our opinion. You know, we're not uh, we're not investment advisors, so let's throw that disclaimer out there. But uh, we'll certainly give you thoughts on the trade. And you could either agree, disagree, leave a comment, and it's all well and good, all lighthearted stuff. All right. So, Ship, I would be very, very careful. You, me personally, I have zero intention of trading this. They have not filed the appropriate paperwork and may, in fact, at one, some point in time, face delisting. So be very, very careful here. NKLA. All right. Weekly chart first. So the chart is showing a lot of topping action. When I first went over this chart last week, let's go to a daily chart. We were trading here on the 9th. We were trading well above the third standard deviation Bollinger Band. And I said this would not end well. And at that point in time, we were trading at $90.60. We closed out yesterday at $62.93. Is it time to get long? No. Not quite yet. Because yesterday we saw a fade on the day. I think that before all is said and done, we could retest $59.28 per share. Take care, boss out. And uh, then proceed to move up higher. I think that Stokes are looking pretty good. Higher lows. We may, on RSI, form a higher low. But before warned that yesterday we broke down below support on RSI. Maybe we'll hook back up to this morning. What we'd like to see is a, is a rapid pullback to the 59.28 mark. In fact, I'm going to create an alert at that level. Because momentum traders love this stock. So, setting alert, 59.28. And we'll keep this active. Keep this active through um, next Monday. And there we go. Set it and forget it. What else do we have? Let's go over um, FSLY. Fastly. I still don't know what they do. I have to look into it. You just tell it's one of those names where the day trader is going to take it and they're going to move it. Let's see how we're doing on a weekly basis. Really nice move higher here. We have broken out. I have an alert set here for a touch of $50.28. The week is not over. 
We may still retest it. We're not going to buy on a weekly chart on a Wednesday pre-market because we have no idea whether or not we're going to close above resistance. So we're going to defer to the daily chart. And good day yesterday. We didn't have as big as a fade as we did on many of the other stocks. And it appears as though we're probably going to head up higher here. And there's nothing by way of overhead supply. So this is an interesting one. Two-hour chart. Looking for a breakout above yesterday's high, which is at 54.38. And I wouldn't be a buyer, even if we broke out and above that resistance level. I wouldn't be a buyer until after Powell is done giving his testimony. If there's going to be a market reaction, let that happen. And let's see what happens with this market first. I'm more concerned with the overall price performance of the market, not so much the price performance of Fastly at this point in time. If the market holds up, we can always step in and buy the shares as long as the risk reward is on our side. If we get a quick sell-off down to that $50.28 mark, that would be an interesting point to re-enter or enter. I did not re-enter. I never bought it before. All right, with that, folks, I'm going to say everybody have a profitable trading day. Folks on the podcast, you can catch the video, the replay on YouTube. Just type in The Contrarian Trader. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and everybody have an outstanding day, and I will talk to you soon. Be well.